Hello and welcome to the Guildhall School Events Podcast. I'm really delighted to welcome Canadian pianist Elizabeth Pion, the winner of our 2020 Guildhall Wigmore Recital Prize, to today's episode. Um, the Guildhall Wigmore Recital Prize annually awards an exceptional Guildhall musician with a Wigmore Hall recital. And Elizabeth's recital is taking place on Monday, the 19th of July. So welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about what you're going to be performing at the Wigmore Hall and, and how you chose that repertoire? Yes, so I will start with the uh, Mozart Sonata K332 in F major. Then I will go with what I call my French tapas section, <laughs> which is, um, I will start with Prelude by Louis Boulanger, followed by three pieces. And then I will go on with Messian Le Baiser de l'Enfant Jésus and Ravel Ondine from uh, Gaspard Delany. And then I will finish with uh, Beethoven Appassionata in F minor. So yeah, it was a kind of a journey to decide what, what I was going to play because it's a little bit like Tetris blocks, um, seeing how you manage to make uh, a narrative that is interesting and that has a kind of arc to it. Um, so it was a lot of discussions also with my teacher who helped me a lot to, to decide that. And yeah, we, we ended up choosing that program, which I'm really looking forward to present. Uh, were, were there pieces there that you've played before and, you know, you really wanted to play again on the Wigmore Hall stage or pieces that you've heard but not really got, you got like stuck into before that you're like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity to debut them for me as a performer? Yeah, basically it's a kind of mixture of older pieces that I've been growing with in the last few years, such as Ondine has been quite a while I've been playing it, um, but always kind of re rediscovering it. And it felt like the, the acoustics of Wigmore would especially welcome that piece well um, but also there were uh, new pieces like the Lily Boulanger I've never played them I played the variations for BBC uh, in 2019 but uh, I really wanted to like include her in my in my programmation because I think she's an amazing uh, musician composer in mind so I wanted I really wanted to include that in the program so I learned it uh, for that especially so yeah it's a mixture of like old and new fresh and middle length of learning and what 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 was it about the the boulanger pieces that were like particularly interesting to you so they've been knocking around for a little while in, in your head mm -hmm. i think it's just such a mysterious language that she has it's very it's her own world it's a very particular voice that I had never heard before. Like some, some composers you can hear they are students of someone or they are, you know, like they are linked to a school of thought or whatever. But for me, she has a very particular way of expressing um, herself through music. And, and it's so pictorial. It's amazing the landscape she describes and also in very short amount of time because, for example, the prelude, I think, is, what, two minutes or something? And yet it feels like time is just completely stopping. So I'm, I'm just fascinated by her and by the both Boulanger sisters, actually. I, I love her dearly. And are you, are you looking forward to performing to like a, an actual live audience again after <laughs> this, this hellish COVID year that, that we've all... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can you imagine? I said, no, I don't want audiences anymore. <laughs> um, yes, of course. I think it would be great to like have people in the hall. And um, I think also, not that before I, I didn't value audiences, but I didn't understand how much they're part of the creative process of performance. Like they, they are really necessary for performers to 
kind of feel the electricity it's, um, and the edge of performance. And it just feels like having this kind of shared moment of awareness and music making together is what I'm really looking forward to and having, you know, just interested ears to play for is really what I think all performers are looking for. And uh, what are you most excited about or, or looking forward to for the, for the concert on Monday? Just the whole thing, really. I'm excited to play there. It's such a beautiful hall, like so, so warm and the paintings there. And it's just, you know, a kind of mythical place where so many musicians I've admired for years uh, have played and are still playing. And, you know, you listen to them and all that, but then doing it yourself is, I, I just feel really grateful to have the opportunity to play there. So, I, yeah, I'm just looking forward to experience the whole thing on Monday. And, and for you, what's, what's it been like studying at Guildhall and your time at the school? What have you, what have you enjoyed about the training? Oh my God, so many things. Um, well, first I came here because of uh, the teacher I wanted to work with, which was Ronan O'Hora, uh, who I met uh, in a festival in Canada in 2017, I think. So it's been a little while already. Uh, but yeah, so I really wanted to, to work with him. And um, it's uh, much more than just a kind of teacher-student relationship, but it's much more of a kind of mentor for me. So it's been a guidance that I really value and that I look forward to like dive into even more. And also just the environment is amazing because it's, it's, I mean, it's still a school, but it does feel very professional and it's kind of making the bridge between student professional life. And you kind of feel really supported by the school. So for example, just having a lot of uh, services you can access, um, like working with my psychologist also has been amazing. So, so, so helpful. And yeah, just living in London, uh, being able to attend live concerts, well, before COVID, <laughs> but now it's, it's starting a little bit again. So it just, it just feels like a great environment in which to grow. And uh, I've been making wonderful friends here. And again, really grateful to, to be part of it. Looking beyond your Wigmore Hall recital on, on Monday, what's, what's coming up next for you? What are the, the plans for the kind of imminent future? Well, the very imminent is like a few hours after Wigmore and I'm actually flying to Italy <laughs> um, with my trio, the, the Beauvoir Diamond Trio, because we're, we're going to this festival in Luca, which is Virtuoso and Belcanto to work with several different mentors. So yeah, that's going to be the next two weeks after Wigmore. And um, then I'm going straight to Canada for uh, some recital and uh, concerto, playing Mozart 24 again with uh, uh, Orchestre Symphonique de Longueuil in September. And uh, I will be there also for the festival I founded with my close friend Agnès Langlois, who is a cellist. And so we're organizing this, uh, this festival in Canada, which will happen uh, all through August. And then I will come back to the UK, go on performing and... Yeah, just auditioning for different programs, competitions, and hopefully learning. And yeah, seems like my plan for now. Well, it sounds like you've got a, a pretty busy summer ahead of you, but I'm sure <laughs> like after, after the year and a half that everyone's had, you're just so can't wait to get your teeth into performing and, and traveling again. Yeah, too silly. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Elizabeth's recital takes place at the Wigmore Hall on the Monday, the 19th of July, 
at 7.30 p.m. And in-person tickets are available from the Wigmore Hall box office. And you can also follow us at Guildhall School. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So thank you very much for listening. And thanks again, Elizabeth, for joining us. Thanks to you.